In a world where three pudgy middle school history teachers discuss random aspects of history. Well, that's... that's all I got. No, Hatfield, we got you. Yeah, I, Wait, who you calling pudgy? Yeah, man, that's kind of rude. No, I'm rude. It's the History Bros Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the History Bros Podcast. I am the one and only Jason Rude, or at least the only one that's sitting in this particular studio, joined by uh, Brian Geldmacher and Jason Hatfield. Uh, Hello. Yeah, both of which are uh, present and accounted for, um, at least physically. We'll find out about mentally. Uh, but uh, <laughs> good luck. We're just, we've just been Brian and I have just been perusing uh, prefabricated designed hoodies and masks. Oh, and well, yes. Hey, you know, you, you, um, you got to do what you got to do. Totally legit business enterprises. Yes. Totally legit. Not at all. Some random scam from Kazakhstan. No, English is great. The writing <clears throat> yep. and spelling on the websites yes. are tip top. Mm-hmm. Um, right. <laughs> make happy number one customer. <laughs> now, I understand some of this stuff was election related, which is good because we're talking about elections today. It wasn't, but that's yes. fine. Oh, well, then <laughs> um, I'm going to make it sure. about that because I'm I, electing not to buy this stuff. That's fine. That's, that's much better. But, you know, there is an election coming up in our, our country here. Gosh, in well, soon. I'm assuming you guys have gone ahead and voted. I have already voted. I will be voting on November 3rd. I'm going to wake up early and, and get in line. So could, could I ask um, why you, uh, you're you voting on Election Day? I mean, not that uh, there's anything wrong with it. Because them, it's just, Election Day. Why do you ask? <laughs> because that's the day that we vote. I don't know. I just, no, I, I just, okay. it's what I've always done. So get up in the morning and get there and usually be one of the first 10 people in line and and have at it my wife told me i was voting by uh, absentee so i did there you go well as long as she told you what you're doing well you guys have wives too you know how that goes <laughs> yeah i'm uh wait, wait, wait. <laughs> i'm not saying a word wait let me close the door Hey, I'm the one that calls the shots here. Yeah, you realize we can right. send this to your wife and she can listen shh, to what. Shh, wait, wait, shh, shh, she just walked by. Yeah, honey. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll be, you know, just a minute. Just a minute. Love you. Love you. Sure, sweetie. Sure. Smoochy, smoochy. <laughs> smoochy, boop. smoochy. We love you too. Boop. Sorry, we just, we just finished watching uh, Shit's Creek. <laughs> my wife wants me to start watching that so bad oh, it's so good it's such a good show it's all right really it's good show. i'll have to check it out but yes elections are our topic this week and it's not so much that we want to talk about the upcoming election uh, of course this year's election and the the most, most recent election were um quite interesting to keep track of um and by interesting i mean uh back crap crazy in in so many ways uh but they're not the only elections that have had some interesting twists and plot turns in them. And we wanted to take a look back at some of the elections that have happened previous to these two um, and see what other crazy shenanigans have occurred in U.S. elections. So you two, can you help me out with some of that? 
Um, oh, sure. no. Well, I, are you guys okay to talk about that? Oh, yeah. No, I was I was in the process of trying to look at, just since we're talking about elections, looking at the uh, the voter turnout so far. Oh, you know what? That is interesting. You know, and that's the thing, you know, uh, so I, I'm, I'm assuming, Hatfield, you voted absentee? Um, no. I, uh, I went... Um, I, see, despite all the rhetoric and stuff that's going on, I'm totally fine with mailing in my ballot, but um, I... My wife and I, they, they have these new um, websites that will tell you where the early voting polling places are and mm-hmm. what the wait time is at oh, those. Sure. And so uh, one Wednesday, I believe, we were just like, um, we looked and there was one that had zero. And so we're like, well, let's go ahead and go there. It was close by. So we went in there. We literally walked right in, got our information, um, got our three ballots because we like to vote multiple times. <laughs> Just kidding. And um, no. So uh, and then we went over and we voted and she was finished and waiting outside. And she's like, what took you so long? I said, dude, are you kidding me? This is this is my Super Bowl. This is what I you know." So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going I'm circling in everything. And then I, you know, do that. Right. And then I go back and check and make sure that all my circles are, you know, you know, black and, you know, that there's, you know, don't don't re-erase because the numbers could no. Here, here's my <laughs> here's what I imagine in my mind. Hatfield going to, to Election Day. First off, he puts on his best suit. All right. Gets out his best suit and he gets out like three number two pencils, sharpens them all <laughs> just, just in case. And then he, he, he puts them like a pocket just to make sure. And then just to make sure he brings like a mechanical pencil as well. And then he has like one of those really nice padded folding well, chairs. Well, you know, actually... Well, I, and, but thing, go, keep going. Go ahead. No, no. the thing is, is that when, when we went in there to sign stuff, the lady was like, okay, well, you know, here's some, you know, sterile pins. Um, and they said, you know, go ahead and take one and you keep it because we have no way of cleaning these. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, so th- it was an odd situation, but we were wearing our mask and we went over there and then, you know, we... Um, we left there were like maybe three or four people voting in this particular place at this particular time now it made national news like the first day of of early voting i'm sitting there trying to teach a class and i'm hearing this helicopter and usually that's like okay that's not a good sign around this neck of the woods because either someone's on the run because there's been a bank robbery <laughs> or you know it's something along those lines so i went ahead and pulled up the local news and it was like a news chopper And the place that we normally go vote, which is this library down the road, had a line that went for it had to have been about 200 yards down the road. Oh, wow. Um, It was crazy. And um, so we were like, well, I guess we're not going to be voting today. I mean, we were going to leave like early in the morning to get down there and get it done and stuff like that. But um, because I mean. I kind of feel like because, you know, Brian, I know you're going to go on election mm-hmm. day, but I kind of feel like that's sort of like shopping on Christmas Eve. You know, yeah. I kind of feel like that's maybe it may not be, but kind of like that's when the rush is going to be. So, um, so but, like um, Black anyways, um, I'm just looking at the uh, North Carolina State Bureau. Um, so back to my total. story about what what Hatfield would look like and what I, I imagine Hatfield <laughs> looks like. <laughs> He's got well, his you're pet. also forgetting about all the whistling and the birds like coming and perching on my shoulder. And I'm kind of doing that, you know, 
my elbows are being thrown up high as I'm strutting, you know, oh, yeah. first well, and that's the thing. The hill. So he gets the birds. That, that, do they perch on a tweed jacket like that or? <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, this is. I don't know what they do in Missouri, you know. But this is like a. So anyway, you know, like, he gets there, and of course he's showered and he's got himself a nice head shave, and he, you know he's trimmed up his man beard real well, um, and, and waxed anything else he need, he's needed to, and then oh, uh, he gets to the front of the building there, and and right before he goes in, he pulls out a mirror just to make sure everything's in place, and then he oh, like he he steps up and does the, the dramatic two step and whip the door open like it's James Bond grabs his chair and walks and says, <laughs> I'm here. And the, the, they say, oh, it's Jason Hatfield. He's like, how did you know? They're like, we we could see you coming for miles. We looked it up. <clears throat> and he's like, yeah. And they're like, you are Mr. Super Voter. So we just knew. Okay. And they're like, here, oh, do you need boy. a pencil? He's oh, like, boy. no, no, no. Nay, nay. I have brought an actual thing. I have brought my own pencils. Like, okay, well, you can go right <laughs> over there. Okay. So he goes over and sets himself, sets up his chair so he can sit down. Who votes in pencil? Where are, is this Iowa? Is this an Iowa thing that you have to bring like a number two? Like Ticonderoga. So that's where that's where that vote? so that's where he, he he faked him out. He made him think that's what he was gonna do, and then he grabs the pen, pen out of really his secret now. compartment of his tweed jacket. And then from there he, he pulls out his palm pilot to go review oh. all of the notes because that he took about each one <laughs> each one of these these candidates. And then he fills them in and he he, he looks through the, the presidential one and he's like, Hmm, I need to double check on this candidate. And he sits there and tap tap tap. Electronic devices out and open like that? I, why not? Because I, I think um, that's against the law. Um, no, I think you can. Um, okay, can, fine. He he pulls out all the information he printed off in, with the binder. He starts f- flipping through the pages of the binder. Like, <laughs> oh yes, that's the candidate. Mm, I don't think I'll vote for that one. So then he goes through to, to the next one. He's like, mm, I don't know. That one seems a little bit too conservative and too liberal for me at the same time. And then I'm going to go to. The, he'll flip the pages next, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he gets like, oh. There's the one. And then he gloriously lifts up his pen and starts in the middle of the circle, making bigger, ever so bigger, bigger circles until he finally gets it in and gets it perfectly. And he does this for every candidate. It takes him a half hour. And on the very last one, and finally, on the very last one, the one where it's that like, should we reaffirm this judge? And he writes, yes. And then he has a little bit of a smudge and it's outside the line. He's like, crap. And he asked for something so he could start over. <laughs> and then when he, and then he prances his way up to the uh, the turning thing. Of course, I'm thinking like like tippy toes, almost ballerina I style. Listening at tweed jacket, so I don't know what's going on. And he places his ballot into the the thing, and it spits it back out. Into the says, thing. You into screwed thing. up. <laughs> yeah. See, that was That's... all a nice story. Um, (laughs) Except for, you know, once I finish filling out my ballot, I put one foot on top of, you know, the table that I've been filling out. And then I go, hi, ho. (laughs) And then you hear you hear like horns in the background, like, you know, calling, you know, like uh, it's um, the the horn of Gondor, you know, and then. Yeah. No. I was just looking at the. Um, oh yeah, he took that. Seriously. I was looking at the 2020 statewide voter turnout. We have had, I guess, 42.34 percent 
of, um, I guess, registered voters. Uh, total ballots cast so far f- over 3 million, 3 million, 100,000, 86. Wow. Um, which is destroying what our amount was in 2016. Um, I mean, it's like you're looking at around our highest amount. Uh, we had uh, day 16, which was for some reason it was, I guess the ballots um, was, this was on November the 4th. So I guess maybe they were still receiving like mail-in ballots and whatnot. Cause yeah, mm-hmm. I, well, anyway, so they had 312,000 um, and we have had on uh, on October 14th, we had 544,000 people uh, vote on that day. That's, I think, the first day that we had hmm. um, early voting. So it's all, I mean, like 544,000, 374,000, 354,000, I mean, we're just, they're just, it's destroying uh, sure. the amount of numbers that we have. Now, granted, this is all, you know, early voting. So, um, but. It's been it's actually it's uh, the thing is, I wish that more people would treat this election and treat all elections like this election and come out and like be this, you know, this exuberant about wanting to vote. And instead of just like, Meh, I think, I'll right. stay home. Meh, meh. you know, and <laughs> I mean, come on, this is I mean, this is your this is your civic duty. Get out there. And, I mean, like people go um, look at me like I'm crazy because I want to serve on a jury someday. Like I get a jury summons and I'm like, oh yes, mm. and people are like, are you crazy? I mean, I've never served on a jury before. I want to mm-hmm. see what that's like. Mm-mm. Nope. Sixteen days. Because you know, before. when I walk in, I'm gonna go dun dun, and then I'm gonna sit down, and every time somebody <laughs> says something, I'm gonna go dun dun. Right. And you know, and that'll be how you don't end up end up on a jury. Well, I'll wind up in jail at some point, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> Juror number five, will you please shut up? I. Uh, order in the court. I'm gonna yell that out. And, you okay. know, and can we have him removed? Remove, please. Just <laughs> take him out. Forcibly, forcibly remove. Please, and if you have to, <laughs> land the plane, Hatfield. <laughs> land the plane. <laughs> and it's been like, um, so this is the History Bros. One of us is um, broadcasting live from New Hanover County um, <laughs> you know, prison. Oh boy. But anyway, um, yes. Yeah, so we are talking about elections today. We are fun, fun. Let's uh, I say we just get right into it and let's start with the first election that occurred in our country after the uh, the new constitution was put in place. Okay, way to jump on there's an awkward silence. So this is going to be the one where some guy by the name of, I believe, uh, George Washington was on the ballot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he's kind of famous or something. I don't know. Let's talk about um, that one and see what happened. George Washington. No, he he's he lost that one, didn't he? Did he lose the first one? Very famously lost, yes. Yeah. Just by a just by a hair though. He lost to uh John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> That's interesting. That's my name too. <laughs> is it? <laughs> and it was weird cuz he ran through and all these people shout John Jacob Jingle. Whenever we come out, the people always shout. There goes God, that was Jacob. so bad. <laughs> so bad. So anyway, so yes, uh, George Washington. Now this mm-hmm. was, of course, back in the day when you had whoever won uh, the most number of uh, electoral votes. Essentially, was the 
president, and then who was second place would be vice president. You're correct. Right. Um, which I kind of sort of wish that was still kind of in place. I think that would be. It is a very strange uh, situation where you would have someone, you know, from an, an opposing viewpoint uh, as your vice president, which would be really weird. Gosh, wouldn't that be well, nice to see a little bit of. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a reason they got rid of it. Right. But, um, I just kind of feel like I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it, it's like making kids have to sit together. You know, it's, it's like, like making okay. a, it's like making the, the two kids that are fighting hold hands and run a mile together. Pretty right. much. I mean, yeah. seriously, seriously. Yeah, it's the it's the uh, it's the get together shirt. It's the um, have you seen that big shirt? The, yes. The, you know, it's like that. Yes. Um, yeah. Now you two get along. Yeah, right. <laughs> or it results in incredible backstabbing and you know either literal or figurative. Right. Now there was <laughs> there there weren't really technically parties back then, but there were some some factions. You've got sure. the Federalist uh, group and the Democratic Republican group. And here's what's interesting about it as I look at this. Both well, of them had all kinds of parties. They had the Boston Tea Party. That was a party. <laughs> Come on, both Rudy, of them. Man. Both of them. There was not... the Edenton Tea Party. Oh my lord! <laughs> shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> so there, no, it's, it's fine. Both factions. Both factions nominated George Washington. Ah, there you go. That's what's crazy. To well, me. he. Well, he was. I mean, he was. Like the savior of the country, he was well, like right, I mean, right, he was like right. a rock star at the time. So of course, who there was no one. I don't think there was anyone that seriously thought that they would be able to beat him in that election. Oh, I agree. Sure. Oh, sure. Although John Adams was uh, technically uh, nominated as well, as well as George Clinton, who was the governor of New York at the time. Well, he's and Parliament. He, he had great. He had a great band. Great band. Yeah. But, but he was, yeah, again, he, more, more parliament than anything. Yeah, more parliament. Um, <laughs> um, parliament is parliament funkadelic. Actually, right. I think right, right. They, were, they didn't want to call it. Con- they didn't want to separate it into the two houses. They won't just wanted to. Have Can I ask, is this something that has to right. do with you being old and knowing something that I don't because I'm young? Um, you don't no, know. it's that being who we are. George, George Clinton and the, the parliament, parliament funkadelic. <laughs> And if you know that reference, that's 10 bonus points. Yeah. I don't. But I, I, <laughs> okay. I weep. I weep. I do, too. I do, too. Oh, my God in heaven. Dude, it's such good music. Did you not see? What was it? Was it um, PS? PCU. 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 Oh, yeah, George Clinton. Such a good movie. Was in that. Yeah, he was in that, too. Okay, rude. Okay, Seriously, not a joke. It's, it's, not a, I'm not even kidding. I don't care what it takes. I don't care what you have to do. You have to find the movie PCU. It is genius. Okay. It's genius. All right. You got to find it. Okay. I will believe you only because Geldmacher said it, and he's nicer to me than, than I do <laughs> oh, usually. Okay. Whatever. Whatever it takes. Whatever. Now, now to, be fair, to be fair. To be fair. You want to make me the mean person? That's okay. That's whatever. <laughs> now, to be fair, I uh, usually have well-earned it when Hatfield has to break out the mean stick. <laughs> when, I, when Hatfield has to what? Break out the mean stick. Oh, 
Well, <laughs> Dear God. If you just behave. <laughs> right. That's, right. What, that's what I'm implying. Okay. So anyway, so George Clinton moving along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got George Clinton and you've got uh, Washington and you've got John Adams. But like you said, uh, nobody, I don't, I don't know if anybody voted against Washington. I'm sure he had some enemies. So I'm sure the popular vote was not unanimous. I, I don't know what that was. I don't well, have those numbers. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Um, the Federalist, 28,300, Democratic, Republican, 279. So, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Well, I think also that there was a concern that with Washington running, it may have been either this time or maybe it was uh, the second time, um, there was some concern that he might lose and be embarrassed. Right. I think there was some confusion. There was some concern um, that he. Uh, I think because wasn't Hamilton sort of involved in shuffling some votes around or like pressuring some people. Uh, mm-hmm. There he he did a little bit of meddling uh, in those first two elections, I believe, concerning election uh, meddling. What? <laughs> well, <laughs> this is this is pre-Russia. This is like you know. <laughs> Wait, wait, who did this? And it was funny because the uh, the national intelligence communities, they said, well, who's been meddling? And then they said, Alexander Hamilton. No, boy. It was Alexander Hamilton. Wait, is that a Hamilton re- reference? What? Is that a Hamilton reference? No, it's not. It's not nope. No, I'm not serious because I haven't seen that either. Oh, my God. I know. I don't. Who are you? I, I know. Believe me. I, we don't have Disney Plus. Friends, that is uh, that is Jason Rude, uh, and you can reach him at historybrospod at gmail dot com, and uh, let him know how you feel. Or you can and yeah. make it very rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> well, welcome to the Hatfield McCoy wagon. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's fair. So, that's, fair. Um, that's fair. So the uh, first election. Um, pretty much uh, guaranteed it was going to go to to Washington, and then he runs for re-election, and then um, he wins that one as well. And so I, and I, I then, did. I did find numbers. He did. He won unanimously on everything. Something went wrong. Please. What? Oh, are you? Did you look at? Did you go to Siri for that? Is that what that is? N- no, my um, <laughs> I have a a, a smartwatch, and yeah. sometimes yeah, yeah. it's too smart. If the button on the side, like if if I'm like, <clears> if my hand hits it it'll I automatically do, I do the same thing yeah oh. and it's dry yeah. i'll be teaching and that'll happen and the kids yep. like what yep, are you yep, doing yep. it's like <laughs> i'm just i'm looking at the shirt. answers don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the moral of the story is uh washington won a nail biter in the first election and uh, that's not true <laughs> at all but um but he, he he wins big in the first election right and the second one although the second and one was then, a little bit closer was it not was there? I mean, it, there was yeah talk was of some closer. yeah so talk of somebody else being involved. Yeah, and I think that that was. I think that that may have been the one where Hamilton was kind of like uh, kind of helping shuffle some things around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll need to double check that, but um, yeah. And then after that election, Washington establishes the precedent of only running for two terms, yeah. and so um, he steps down. And so until essentially until you have um, FDR. Um, everyone basically says, yeah, well, after two, you know, right. that's what, how Washington right. did it. And, um, 
No, and I, FDR says, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Like, okay, good <laughs> God. Okay. How many times are you going to run? Stop. Right. No, yeah, we, need to, we need to do term limits. Well, he this ended, isn't about you anymore. He ended up dying. Right. <laughs> he, the, the nature took care of the problem, but um, well, true. Yeah. Wow. The thing, wow. the thing about George true, he's Washington, not wrong. right? The thing about George Washington is, yes, he stepped down, and yes, there's the, the the notion of he set the precedent saying, oh, we should not serve for too long. But to be fair, he was also sick of the presidency by that point, and he was sick oh, of people sure. second guessing him, and he was sick of people arguing and and not listening to him because you know at that point now we're starting you know it, it, it's kind of like uh not the, the after 9-11 you know right away after 9-11 everybody is oh my gosh you know flag waving we're we are the world or we, we are the u.s you know not we are the world but you know <laughs> um <laughs> you know but everybody's tight right and and it doesn't take all that long and all of a sudden that starts to divide back out again and starts to divide to you know so that 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 freshness of whatever it is that brought everyone together does wear off. And, and that does happen here with, uh, right. with George Washington and his second, second term going into a second term, you know? So, um, and that's not to say that people didn't vote for him. Obviously they reelected the guy and by a wide margin, but there were, there were people that were starting to doubt him and starting to chirp at him where, and, and that's the other thing is George Washington He's a great guy and a great leader, but he there's no doubt the guy had an ego. And so when people would second guess him, they're like, he 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 has been and I can't remember what document, but I mean, he was known to say, basically, I'm I'm George Washington. Do you know what I have done? <laughs> How dare you second guess me? Do you know who I am? You know? Um so there, there's that too. But anyway, moving on, like uh, Hatfield was going to um, in 1800, I think you were bringing up uh, Jason with Jefferson. What, the... With Jefferson, I thought I thought that's where you were going with it. No, no, no. Well, no, no, I wasn't. I oh, wasn't. but um, yeah, no. Well, um, we we can go there now if you want. If, if, yeah, if go we, ahead. All right. Um, so in 1800, you're going to have uh, Thomas Jefferson, and it's going to be John Adams squaring yeah. off once again. Now, Adams had – did he only serve one term? Yes. Okay, that's why. So this is a second second term for him. He's looking not, not that he didn't want to serve more than once. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but but um, Jefferson, being the poetic man that he did, did a little bit of let me write some naughty things about John Adams and have them printed. Oh, did he really? Oh, yeah. It was, it, it was probably one of the first really contentious – um, battles. Really? Yeah, this is really what, I mean, not really what starts off their relationship uh, in the manner at which it would have finished, but I mean, th this was one of those things that the they were not, they were already not friends. They were already not friendly, and this kind of made it worse. Right. <clears throat> well, I watched the series, and they seemed okay. Well, yeah, they had a letter-writing <laughs> campaign with each other for decades after that. Oh, they yeah, they were closer. eventually men. Oh, sure. Fences, but, but yeah, they... Uh, at the time, they couldn't stand each other. Right. Right, right. And exactly. Then, uh, and and but, so that's... Um, well, yeah. But that's the thing, is the, the election itself is... Like, the numbers are very interesting because I don't believe we had a clear-cut winner out of that. Uh, that was the... 
No, Jefferson uh, Jefferson wins that one, 73 electoral votes to 65. Now, if there was some sort of threshold you had to hit, then that's that might be the case. Um, give me a second. Oh. Uh, yeah, they needed to get to 70. I'm sorry. They needed to get to 70. So, so they got the majority that, that they needed. Um, there you go. That was... Jefferson Jefferson didn't get elected by the people. What's that all about? I don't didn't know. Get elected. That's in didn't our show notes and our, our 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 own notes. Um, so I'm not sure what that was. Well, all about, you didn't. Um, that, well, that was you, your that was your comment. I just threw the uh, the link to the uh, what do you call it? To oh the, yeah, um, that was my comment, and I was completely wrong. <laughs> Imagine that. What? No, it's fine. Yeah. Do you want to clarify those statements then? Oh, nope. I got it. I get it. I see here. So you had Thomas Jefferson and Aaron Burr that both got 73 electoral votes, but they're both Democratic Republicans. Um, But because of the way that the Democratic or the the way the electoral voting went, um, basically the electoral votes went for president and vice president or something to the effect of that. So they had to decide who was going to be president and vice president because of that. Right. So this is also a Hamilton reference um, <laughs> where uh, basically it comes down to, um, I believe it's, is it the house of representatives had to, had to yes. choose the, yes. And in so the, and in they case, were swayed the by Hamilton's uh, recommendation basically. Right. Which gave the nod to Jefferson over Burr because while Jefferson had always been contentious with Hamilton, he respected him for at least having a position, whereas Burr very, I guess, notoriously did not usually have a position on other and on anything until he, um, you know, found out what was the popular road and, and then made his decision based on that. But um, so Hamilton appreciated that the fact that uh, Jefferson actually had standards and things that he believed in, and he gave the recommendation based on that. There was that, but there was also, so here's the deal. It, it came down to states. Um, and what you had is, and I'll, I'll just read this verbatim. Um, mm-hmm. Jefferson was the great enemy of the Federalists, and a faction of the Federalist representatives tried to block him and elect Burr. Most Federalists voted for Burr, giving Burr six of eight states controlled by Federalists. The seven okay. delegations controlled by Republicans all voted, Democratic Republicans, all voted for Jefferson. And Georgia's sole Federalist representative also voted for him, giving him eight states. Nice. Um, and Vermont delegation evenly split and cast a blank ballot. Uh, the remaining state, <laughs> Maryland, and the five Federalist representatives to, to three Republicans, um, one of its Federalist representatives voted for Jefferson, forcing the state delegation to cast a blank ballot. (laughs) So, uh, yes, it's true that Hamilton had some influence on that. It's also true that it wasn't maybe as much as the, Oh, uh, sure. Sure. uh, Sure. The, the, the the musical might want you to think. And, uh, of course not. Um, it actually took 36 ballots, in the house to uh to finally come up with an actual decision to 36 votes right is that what you mean 30 36 yeah yeah 36 yes yes so the house voted 36 times because they couldn't figure out what they were doing and then on the 36th vote yes right. they elected jefferson yes so a sticky sticky election um yeah. you know and that's the thing you look at what eight years later or 12 years later or earlier earlier with washington and it's in you know a route 
uh, you know, right. uh, unanimous. And now here we are trying to figure out a tie. I mean, it's just crazy. But uh, yeah. So the, the next one I would like to get into, though, is the Lincoln ballot. Uh, the Lincoln sure. election of 1860. How much do you guys know about that one? Uh, not as much as the Washington stuff. So you're going to have to uh, run the point here. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Hatfield, do you know much about it? Um, not really. No. Okay. So Lincoln, I mean, everybody knows, knows the story about Lincoln being the guy who um, wasn't, uh, who, who had lost a lot of elections. You know, he basically had won a senatorial election. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, he had struggled in elections. And so here he is trying to run against John C. Breckinridge, who's a Southern Democrat, Hannibal Hamlin, um, and then a, uh, uh, excuse me, check that. Hannibal Hamlin is his running mate. It's Lincoln. Uh, he's Johnson. running against John Bell yeah, and John, Stephen Douglas. Yeah, so let me back up here. You've got, okay. uh, yeah, Abraham Lincoln versus John C. Breckinridge, who's a Southern Democrat, Steve, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Douglas, who is a Democrat from Illinois as well, and John Bell, um, who is a t- constitutional union party. So we talked years ago, not years ago, a few episodes back, not you, I didn't know you years ago, a few episodes back, I said <laughs> something about, um, where I think we talked about Lincoln getting elected or something happened with Lincoln. And I said, basically part of the, the thing was he split the democratic vote. And now this mm-hmm. is why you had the Democrats and the Southern Democrats. Basically they split between, between Breckenridge and Douglas. So, um, the party didn't have their full lot of votes, so to speak, behind right. one candidate. The other thing that is more impressive about this is that Abraham Lincoln was not on the ballot in any of the southern states. Right. Not in a single one of the southern states. Yeah, Breckenridge, I mean, carried the entire south plus yep. Delaware and Maryland, it looks like. Exactly. No, it, I had heard that. Exactly. And so you, you look at it, and I mean, you just it's... It, it's amazing that Lincoln was even able to to uh, to win. Um, but when mm-hmm. you go back and look at the county by county election results on this one, it's it's actually quite interesting. Um, the farther north you go, the more Lincoln it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, the farther south you go, the more Breckenridge it gets. And in the middle, there's a huge swath where it's it's. Uh, um, mixed Dukakis for some reason. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, with the exception of Missouri, anything north of the Mason Dixon line, and I, I mean the Mason Dixon line extended out to the Ohio down the Ohio River, there right. is no Lincoln on the on the ballot, so Lincoln doesn't even show up. Um, but I mean, in Iowa, Lincoln performed extremely well. Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, absolutely crushed. Um, um, Michigan, but then when you start going Pennsylvania up into the Northeast, uh, I think I could count on two hands and a foot the number of counties he lost <laughs> in those states, in the New England states. It's firmly and, in the grasp of Lincoln at that point. Exactly. You know, right. and, and it's, it's actually, I've never seen this map before, but it's fascinating to look at, um, especially when you start thinking about the population centers of that time. Um, Lincoln, Lincoln performed very, 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 very Oh, wow. Well. I'm just seeing this map now, and that is crazy. I know. It, it, it's nuts. You know, and so now we look at the total number of electoral <sighs> votes. Yeah. And so that's the oh thing. Half the, <laughs> I know. Wow. It, it's nuts. 
Um, and I mean, it's it's a Wikipedia thing, but it's it's worth it. I mean, Joe, uh, if you want to see it for yourself, 1860 United States presidential election. Uh, scroll down a little ways, and there's the, the map will be there, and just click on it. You can make it nice and, and large. But here's the thing, ha, you know, basically the half the states in the union did not have Lincoln on the ballot, and yet he still pulls 180 electoral votes, which is uh, that's. Yeah. unfathomable i mean that's that's yeah. amazing now what does that what that tells us something though that tells us about the population distribution in the united states at the time no oh, sure that 100 percent tells that so and that's the thing is why we don't go just by a, simply by a state um so that there is some semblance of population representation and that's with the, how the, the electoral college is set up um, right but I, I just I find that one fascinating. Popular vote, he only won thirty nine point eight eight two percent. You know, wow. I mean, that's crazy. You know, but and here's where we look at the the northern and southern Democrats. Uh, you've got Stephen R. Uh, Stephen Douglas who pulled twenty nine and a half percent. Yep, and and Breckenridge pulled eighteen. Uh, Point one, uh, obviously yep. that would easily. I don't think that. Yeah, that gets you just shy of. That's like forty nine percent. That split cost him the election. Now, well, oh, but, yeah. but but here's the other thing. Um, that split also maybe wouldn't necessarily have have impacted individual states. So it would be interesting to see if you were to go back and take all. And I I, I guarantee someone's done. It, I just haven't taking the time to do it but if you were to take breckenridge and douglas add all their votes together in all states and say okay one democrat running against republican i mm, i wonder how he would have done because like i said when you go back and look at all those states and some of those are deep deep you know big big wins for him would it have been enough to to knock him off that's the only thing i don't know uh you're looking uh, yes it would have um if i'm doing my math right if you add up Stephen A. Douglas's one point, let's call it one point. Well, right. No, in the, yes, it would have it would have made it like two point two million for 2. the Democrats. 2, yeah. But again, would that have done it in the electoral vote? Because you can out, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Which we've seen. Yeah, well, I remember we several occasions that. where you win the popular but lose the. Yeah, I get it. Right. Uh, the most recent was the last election. Hillary Clinton had what three million more votes than Trump and and lost the uh, the electoral vote. Right. By a considerable margin, and then if you go back to 2000 with uh, Gore and Bush, Gore won by the the popular vote by I think almost a half million, and lost the electoral basically by Florida. <laughs> right, right. I mean, however you want to look at it, um, but yeah. So I mean, I just I think that's a very interesting election to look at, and I just think it's it, it's impressive, and it, I think it also tells you about. Number one, the, the distribution of population in the United States mm-hmm. at the beginning of the Civil War. And number two, the mindset of the people in the United States at the beginning of the Civil War. Yeah, it does kind of speak to who represented what and where where the clear lines were established. Right. I mean, just the, just the, I mean, like you said, the fact that Lincoln didn't even appear on the ballots in the South was um, it's extremely telling. Obviously, that speaks to the divisiveness in the country at the time. Um but it also speaks to the power of the voter in the North who just almost, I mean, single-handedly the North put him in oh, yeah. uh, and not just put him in, but like 
overwhelming. Put him in handily. Oh, yeah. He needed 152 electoral votes to get in, and he got 180. Here's the states yeah, that, that did not put depressing. him on the yeah, Here's the states that didn't put him on the ballot. Uh, Alabama, Arkansas, uh, Florida, Georgia, uh, Louisiana. He did win Kentucky. That's what's a, uh, No, he didn't win Kentucky. Excuse me. That was Bell. That went to Bell. Yeah. That went to Bell. Yeah, he didn't even come close in Kentucky. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Louisiana didn't put him on the ballot. Uh, Mississippi. North Carolina, South Carolina. But but what may actually <clears throat> be something of note to also notice is Texas the voter and turnout. Voter turnout as far as percentages? That's 81.2% of registered voters turned out for that election. 81.2%. That also, hmm. I mean, true. Yeah, very true. Nowadays, I mean, nowadays, I mean, no, granted, not everybody had the, the right to vote at that particular point. Exactly. Right. 81%. But, I mean, 81%. That's still 81%. Is, yeah, I mean, if you look at it now, it's consistent. It's, it's, I would say it's consistently less than 50%. Yes, no, that's fair. Out. Yeah. And granted, we've done um, better the last one or two elections. Last election was one of the better ones in a while. And it still isn't anything outstanding. Yeah, we still had, what was it, 50 million people that didn't vote? Yep. I believe well, that's enough. More than 50 million. Who cares? You know, right. I mean, it's just, it's amazing how many vote. I want to say it's about 100 million people vote, that voted in, in a country of what, 350 million? 330 something. But yeah, I mean, you're, the idea is still there. Yes. Right. You know, and, and so, uh, and granted, Granted, that includes young people um, that make up a sure. faction that can't vote, but still. And the election in 1876 winds up having 81.8, almost wow. 82 percent wow. voter turnout, and that's the Rutherford B. Hayes and. Uh, you know, it, it uh, just goes Coleman. to show what the value of a vote was. What it, it it speaks to what the value of a vote is over time, and I don't mean that the value is actually lessened. It just the the mental. Assumption. Well, if you think about what's basically up for grabs, so, you know, yeah. you had the southern states, which were already a little grumpy and <laughs> pushing towards secession, not wanting uh, Lincoln to be elected. And in 1876 with Hayes, you have the southern states, which are wanting uh, reconstruction to basically end. And so, um, right. you know, so it, it seems like you, you always have to have some kind of uh, incredibly divisive uh, issue in order to get people to be motivated to get out there and do it. Like, but I, If we saw 82% voter turnout for a midterm, I'd be, I'd, I'd, I'd pass out. I'd be like, that's, that's crazy. Because <laughs> no, a lot of people. It's crazy. Yeah, well, not a lot of people ever think about the midterm elections. It's always the, the, the general that, you know, people always tend to, you know, it's like, you know, the, it's the Super Bowl. It's the, you know, it's the World <laughs> Cup. That's where people want to, that's, that's where all the excitement is because it's, by, it's, it's polarized. It's, okay, this person versus this person. Um, and then you get into the midterms. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, you're going to be uh, voting for the entire House of Representatives, but who cares? You know, it's not <laughs> the president. That's not fun. I mean, it's like, yeah, well, Article One is Congress. You know, that's the first one. That's the big yep. important one. You would think the so. President's Article Two. I mean, it's that's you know, <laughs> we forget that that's the true... first place loser. Just kidding. Right. We forget that the true power was meant to be in. Congress, 
The true power oh, of, the of course, is meant to be of course Congress, we do. not the president. Mm. No, absolutely um, not. It's not necessarily played out that way, but I, I truly believe that's how the found, or the framers intended it to be. Of course they did. Well, yeah, I mean they didn't want. I mean they had just gone through all I mean, this it's, you know, taxation without representation, right, and right. monarchies and stuff like that. No, of course. And they've been self-governing since sixteen oh nine or sixteen nineteen. So it's it's you know it's not wow. something that it was. It was not something that was, uh, and that's why yeah, I find it's, it is. Yeah, that's why it. I find it so ridiculous when a presidential candidate candidate comes out and says, "When I'm elected, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that." It's like, yeah, if you can get your Congress to go along with you. Well, yeah, I mean, we've seen the the uprising of the executive action, which again was not right. intended for the, for the what it's being intended for or used uh, for now. Right. Um, but, but yes, I, we've I, but it's still not I, constitutional. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's designed to hopefully, I mean, <laughs> at any point in history, any other facet of society, the, the, the need to compromise and the need to work together and, you know, that kind of stuff, you find it anywhere. You see why it's so necessary. But then right. we get into right. basically Congress and it's like, no, I'm not, <laughs> I don't want to work with you and I don't want to work with you either. And so then and then it winds up being like this huge and then it winds up becoming sports politics, which, of course, we talked about before. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm not just referencing one particular party. We've seen both parties do it. And it's, you know, right. it's, it's frustrating because it's like, dude, you know, <laughs> It's just going to come back and bite you in the butt later. Mm-hmm. Here's what so, drives yeah. you know. Here's what drives me nuts about this. I have had more than one politician. Uh, one was my senator. One is the current vice president. One is um, I forget who else, but um, there's a couple other ones. But I mean, the, the sen- senatorial one. She was answering my question um, at a town hall that they held in our school, and so they said, "Hey, why don't you take your seventh and eighth graders down there?" So we did. Nice. And the question, it, it, everybody asked it, and, and it was in this one was answered by uh, both Kamala Harris and um, Mike Pence at the vice presidential candidate. It came from a kid. You know, we see all this oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we see all this stuff on TV of of Democrats and Republicans fighting, and how will we ever get past it? Or how you know, for me, I asked how how am I going to teach my kids that you guys work together if all they see on TV is that you guys fight? And every mm-hmm. time they say they give you, the, they kind of give you that that you know the 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 parents that are having the fight, you know, understand we still love each other. You know, my my best <laughs> friend is is on the other side of the aisle. We fight like cats and dogs about this topic, and then we go out for lunch and you know whatever you know. That's fine, but nobody sees that, and I don't right. you know nobody nor nor does anybody care that you're saying uh, that they're seeing your actions on TV, slamming everybody else. And then all of a sudden we're just supposed to say, Oh yeah, well, no, things are getting done. This is why things are getting through Congress. That's the thing. We don't necessarily recognize that because that doesn't get reported. And so what happens is rather than saying, Oh yeah, we should be clean up our behavior as, as leaders of the country in front of the camera, we say, oh, the media only wants to report on that. Well, then give them something else to report on. It's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. I mean, you, regardless of what they say, <laughs> oh, we always like to work together and we have all this stuff, you know, but then they'll come out in front of the press and say, oh, these demon, you oh, know, sure. right. other, insert other party here. And it's like, well, then 
you guys aren't promoting that. It's exactly. Not, you know, that doesn't help. But then you have that one that uh, that was, I think, the governor for Iowa, uh, Idaho, I think, where they released. Uh, it's getting a lot of press. Where both of them, it's like one's Republican, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That was Utah. It was just. It was a um, Utah. Utah. That's right. I think it was. A, it was a senatorial, or was it? I think. No, it was a. It was a TV commercial. No, yeah, no, is, but it's, it, is it for the governor? Oh wow! Okay. I think it's governor. Um, I'll need to look again, but. They said, um, you know, they're like, you know, I want you to vote for me. And he's like, well, I want you to vote for me. But, you know, we're going to be running against each other. But just because we disagree doesn't mean we have to hate each other. I mean, right. we and it was like, you know, and it's and the thing is, it's like, wow, they're acting immature. Isn't that something? Let's give them an applause. It's like, no, this That's, is how it should be all right, the time. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's not sexy enough for the uh, for the populace if people are like, well, I disagree with you, but gosh darn it, I no, respect you. Let's you know, work together. No, it's you know. I don't know. Is it because I mean, the first place I saw that was on social media? So I would tell you that the populace does care about that. Where I haven't seen something like that is on the news. They care about mm -hmm. it right up until it comes time for them to actually care to respect other people as well. We see it and we recognize, yep, that's a good thing. But yeah. do, does anybody carry it out? No, no. Well, of course not. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a uh, governor, Utah governors. Okay. So I, I'm happy that, you know, but our, our populace, no, they don't. They want to have the, they want the simplified good guys versus bad guys. They want to be able to have somebody sure. say, this is who you should like, this is who you shouldn't like because of the color, um, whether you put a red or a blue behind uh, right. your and name. And Brian, I would say um, to kind of, uh, you bring up a good point. But um, also, have you been on social media? <laughs> I have. I mean, let's no, no, be no. honest. I mean, there's there's not a lot of hey, let's no. come oh, together and really. Not. There's groups that are very much sick of it and want to be oh you know, sure work together. It's whatever. But I mean, God, I mean, yeah, I, I can't tell you. I I swear to you, I cannot tell you the number of times I've had people insult me because I'm bald online when i oh now i feel that. bad for doing it that one time jeez yeah i know right well you know. <laughs> i don't feel no bad, but seriously but it it's like face. you know like we had um we have uh the governor uh the gubernatorial race that's happening in north carolina right now and you have uh the democrat incumbent who you know is saying well we need to wear masks and he's been you know doing this and then you have the lieutenant governor who was saying that masks don't work and he's also uh was pushing the whole um misconstruing the cdc report about mm. 85 percent right, right. of people whatever yep. um uh and so i had just i re i had you know posted on the lieutenant governor's uh he had posted something along that i said well after doing some research are you going to you know issue a retraction and then someone like hops on and says well look how bald you are are your is your hair issuing a retraction i mean it's that kind of stuff and it's like yeah i don't know how many people really you know how much of the common people really want bipartisanship i think they like having oh, us versus them. i get it i, I, I get I, it i really think so I but then it. again you know that's just the loud mouth people myself included that are you know. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're hey, i've always i've always been of the uh, of the opinion that there's about uh, i don't know uh, 
5% of the population on either side. That's super duper nuts. And I don't consider you part of that Hatfield, not at all. Uh, but then there's another, like there's another but group do. just inside of that. That's 10% of the population. And then the rest of us are all in that, like whatever's left over, like that 60%, right. like everybody in that 60% is like, good God, look at the idiots on the, you know, each side. Um, and I think the ones that are making the most noise are those, are, are those five, possibly some of that 10% on each side. And it's unfortunate that it's like that, but that's, that's the way I've always kind of viewed it. And I'm not entirely certain that it hasn't always been like that. Oh, sure. I mean, I think we can go I, back to Washington's farewell where he warned us about partisan fighting and, and you know, the, the dangers of political parties, which we've talked about before. Um, you know, he, he saw it as a, as a, as a cancer back then. Yep. Yeah, well, I mean, you have you, – well, you had people like um, pushing for or against, uh, you know, the issues concerning the uh, French Revolution, whether or not we should support them or not. Sure. And it was very divisive at that particular point, and, which I kind of felt I understand why we didn't want to get involved because we had just – you mm. know, we are trying to get up on our feet – um, of course, the French were kind of like, what? But we helped you. What are you doing? You know, and you know, right. I'm sure that the French were kind of upset about that. But yeah, it's it, I just, you know, <laughs> uh, I just I it, it frustrates me because it feels like we are never we are never truly a united country unless we have a common enemy. Sure. And even at that point, I don't think we ever that lasts very long. I think it's like, oh, yeah, let's all hug it out and talk about our feelings for about 15 minutes. <laughs> and then, oh, you guys suck again. And right. And, you know, we're back to the back the, to the ball game. C-911 Exhibit A. It was. I mean, yeah, they're all 100%. like standing on the steps of the Capitol, you know. Um, singing, we will all go down together. No, that wasn't it. That was a different song. But, um, <laughs> but it's, but you know, it was like, wow, here's all this. And it's like, yay, we're all together. And then next thing you know, it's like, well, if you're not with us, you're against us. And then all of a sudden it was, it got to be actually arguably worse because, um, some right. people felt that emotions were taking place. Other people were like, well, why aren't you being more patriotic? And then it just, Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in the midst of a pandemic, a pandemic right now is political. Right. How can this be political? I mean, it's 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 a disease. People are dying from it. You know, this isn't it doesn't matter what side you vote for. I mean, it's going to it can affect you. So I just I'm so <laughs> I'm tired of the short attention span, you know, the the lack of understanding nuance. So. Well, let's move on to Kennedy and Nixon. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to do you want to talk about the 1876 election with? Oh, I guess we did talk about we Rutherford did. B. Hayes no, I really Tillman, don't. So. I, I just think uh, I think Kennedy and Nixon is a good example of what TV and media has done. Oh, this is it's well, a great segue. It's a great well, segue. Well, before before we step into that real quick, that one was so contentious that neither side knew who had won. Like for a considerable amount of time, it was like, you know, um, you had the South, which was willing to vote. And if you take a look at that uh, map, um, uh, it's obviously much more. It's it's really uh, you're talking about Kennedy Nixon. No, I'm talking about Hayes and Tilden. Oh, okay. Oh, 
So um, if you look at the 1876 United States presidential election, um, it's a very weird mishmash. Of, yeah, it is. Um, Even just 10 years after the war. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's because you had an agreement that, OK, if you guys vote for Hayes, then we'll end Reconstruction. So you've got you know mm-hmm. a, a good turnout for, uh, in some cases, of the South. Um, yeah, you've but, got uh, Hayes winning in South Carolina and Louisiana and Florida. Right. But then Tilden wins states like Connecticut and New York and Indiana, which, you know, you. It's really not a clear. It's very strange. Yeah. But um, they weren't sure who had won. In fact, um, a lot of people, I th- if I'm correct, people went to bed thinking Tilden had won. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, that was a. Actually, they had a thing on CBS Sunday morning, uh, this morning about this. This there election, as a matter of fact. Ah, um, so that's why he wants to talk about it. Nah, he no. wants the news. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was just, it's a very fascinating. Um, I mean, we talk about it. Um, in class every year when we talk about the reconstruction, the ending of reconstruction, this basically was the election that did that, which you would see the, the huge uh, resurgence of uh, Jim Crow laws and you know, right. the, that kind of stuff in the South and not just the South. I mean, it was, you know, it's, you know, it was the North too. I mean, not as bad as in Iowa. Iowa was like, <laughs> was like planned headquarters, I think, but um <laughs> What oh boy. Wait, what? What? Uh, just, I was just paying attention. <laughs> I wasn't. So, anyway, so, um, so if you get a chance, CBS Sunday morning, check it out. Uh, really good uh, talking about that. So, but yeah, let's uh, let's move on to um, uh, Nixon and Bush. <laughs> Jeez, that's what, what's what's right. That's what we're talking. No, it was Gore. No, it was Gore and Nixon. We're we're going to talk about Nixon and, and Kennedy. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's okay. My dog? Why is my my dog yes. involved? Yes, yes, yes. Your dog. It's weird. It's weird. So here's, here's what's interesting. I always thought that they uh, they did this televised debate, and in, in this particular case, they only did it once, and that was the big one that that did it, solidified it for Kennedy. But I'm seeing four debates. Huh. Um. So what was the date of the? Uh, of the of the famous one that that's what i'm trying to figure out here because the first one is the most watched it's uh, just over 66 million people watched the first one which is in september it's it's the first one that that they were talking about and that's the one where nixon did not look good his uh, his sweaty and yeah yeah. Well, well, they said whoever, if you were listening to the radio, you thought one person won. I think you thought Nixon. Yeah, yeah. But if you watch the the TV, it was uh, yeah. Right. Well, that's where I was going with that. But yes, that's exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You got ahead of me. That's okay. Uh, Exactly, and and that's the thing. If you listen to him, oh yes, Nixon won. And and again, who wins a debate? You know, I mean, is it like scoring a boxing match, or how does that work? Yeah, it's such a weird. they're so weird. I, I just, I, <laughs> I've never, I, I, I watch them. Am I a huge fan of them? Not really. Because like you said, is there a winner? How do you, what are you determining? Well, you know? and, and are there real, I mean, the most recent, I, I'll tell you what, for the first time in my life, I watched an entire presidential debate this last week. Okay. And truthfully, it was more of a debate than it had been in years. Truthfully. In, I'll say decades. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
But still, for the most part, they say, well, we need to have a debate. And the presidential debate, well, it's not a debate. Usually it's no. just a, a, an hour-long joint political ad, uh, negative attack ad. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could definitely say that. You know, and so and in this one in particular, you've got both sides coming out claiming victory. And regardless of what was said, oh, Trump won because he did this. Oh, Biden won because he did this. Well, Trump didn't answer a single question asked to him, but he also went on the attack big time. Biden Mm -hmm. answered every single question uh, that was asked of him, but he didn't necessarily put up as much of a fight against the, the, the things that Trump brought up. So how do you score that? Doesn't matter. I don't know. Well, you just well, you 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 poll people and they tell you, you know, and a lot <laughs> they of they tell you what you want to hear. Well, <laughs> they'll they'll tell you whatever news they channel they watched. You know, they'll well, they'll tell you what what they heard right after the debate. You know, exactly. depending right. on what channel they watched. So right. Um, no, I, I I was I forget which channel I was watching. Um, I watched ABC. But the I remember specifically the they asked a couple of the panelists and one of them said, um, honestly, tonight the winner is the American public because this is not something we've seen, like I said, in in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was somewhat controlled. It made you know, it made sense. I think the moderator did a great job. Um, so I, in, and in this most recent case. Yeah, the, I think the American public actually got a little bit more out of what they would have normally. What certainly they had gotten more out of it than the previous debate. So yes. I mean, that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, back to, to uh, yeah. Kennedy and Nixon. Mm-hmm. The actual vote was and here. I'm looking at the county by county again. Um, Nixon scored well, like right through the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. Kennedy won in the South. And that's kind of surprises me. But even if you look in the Northeast, there's a lot of Nixon counties, but they're not the big Nixon counties as far as like population right. or the big counties. Um, and you look at California, there's a lot of Nixon red out there, but not in L.A. Yeah, that's true. You know, and same thing when you look at Illinois. Nixon did really, really well in Illinois, but he didn't win in Chicago and he didn't win in Indiana. He didn't win in um, like the Gary, Indiana, which is a major industrial region. And yep. Most of of uh, Missouri goes the direction of Nixon as well, but St. Louis and the outlying area, Kansas City as well. Yes, and and that that all went to Kennedy, which is why I think it's important to look at when you look at one of these these county by county or one of these state maps and say, "Oh, look at all that red in that area," or "Look at all that blue." Yeah, well, look at the size of the states. Also, Nixon won California. Well, yeah, I mean, I you know I'm not sure exactly how the state breaks down, but yeah, it's it, honestly Cal- California looks to be pretty evenly split county wise. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird that uh, did he win it by a large margin? Not that it matters, but uh, let me see if I can find the state by states. Um, when you look at the popular vote, Nixon only uh, Kennedy wins the popular vote by one hundred sixteen thousand votes. Yeah, it's not far off. It's it's extremely close. Yeah, but exactly. I do remember that. Um, three hundred three to two nineteen, though in the in the the uh, the electoral college. Yeah, I mean the electoral score. I don't I don't really even consider it a score necessarily. I mean, if you have enough, you have enough. That's it. Um, I mean, do you get landslides every now and then that actually mean you won a ton of states? Yes. But um, 
as far as like Nixon and Kennedy goes, I don't think the 303 219 it sounds way worse than it actually is. Right. Um, which is it's a, it's kind of a misleading number is what I'm saying. Right. So California, here we go. California, yeah. uh, Nixon or uh, Nixon gets uh, three million two hundred and fifty nine and change. Kennedy gets two two million two hundred and twenty five and change. Okay. Okay. Um, well, that's so I mean, fair. you're within you're within thirty thousand votes. Okay. Ah, there it is. Thirty mm-hmm. thirty five thousand six hundred twenty three votes. Alaska, one thousand one hundred forty four votes separated them. So there you go. Here's what, oh, here, Hawaii, 115 votes separated them. Oh, wow. Out of a total, uh, out of a total of 184,705. Here's a, I'm trying to see if I can find a big state that was close. Um, You know, it's just, it's, it's really interesting. It's really interesting when you look at these things. Um, New York. Yeah, there wasn't, that wasn't even close. Um, <laughs> Kennedy won that one by 383,000 votes, you know, North Carolina, Kennedy won by 57,000 votes. Um, so, I mean, when you look at the big States, they were actually pretty well decided, but when you start talking about some of these small States where you can pick up, uh, you know, three votes here, electoral votes here, four electoral votes there. That's how Trump right. did what he did in the last election. He did obviously he didn't resonate with with the majority of people that voted um, because three million more people voted for the other candidate. But he picked up enough of the small states here and there to pick up a vote here and a vote there, electoral sure. vote. You know, so that's where it gets all interesting. But anyway, we've gone for a while here. I uh, you got anything else you want to go on? I, I'll shut up about the the whole kennedy thing (laughs) or do you guys want to move on uh no no i mean that's um of course we could always go into the uh the bush gore 2000 with the hanging chad yeah there's a list of uh we went into this is you know one of those uh episodes where we talk about um odd elections and and you have to obviously include the, the elections where um the winner wins the electoral, but loses the popular vote. And that has happened. Um, it appears that it has happened five times. The most recent, obviously 2016, but the George Bush Al Gore, uh, election of 2000, um, certainly, I mean, in my lifetime has been the most odd, I would say you guys can feel free to disagree, but it has definitely felt like it's been the most odd as I, as I look back and remember all the news coverage and, well, and it's, whatnot. it's because you had so much of a court case out of it, you know. Well, that's true. I mean, obviously, any any presidential election that results in a court case is is going to fall amongst the odd ones. And it's because it came down to one state. That's why we didn't see any type of court action in the last one. Even if Hillary went out and said, well, we need to do this in Florida or we need to do this in New York, she still was going to have to pick up two or three, maybe even four states to even have a chance right. to come close. Um, right. Because... Donald Trump had, I think, 303 is what he ended up with. Maybe it's more than that even. Maybe it was 330. But, you know, it's not like you flip Florida all of a sudden and and it, it changes the outcome of the election. You know, so, I mean, that's that's why you don't see quite the same. That's why it didn't mm-hmm. feel quite the same. Did we talk about um, the iCivics game winning the White House? No. No, but we um, should because it's awesome. Yeah. 
if uh, I have my kids do this every election year, there's a game. Okay, if you go to iCivics.com or is it com or org? I can't remember. But if you just Google iCivics and they have a games, it's it's basically free to join. I've donated money because I think it's a very valuable resource to have. Um, but they have a game called uh, Win the White House, and you get to choose um, which political party you are, mm-hmm. and then you go into debates and you get to kind of choose and it, it, it like what your main issues are. And it, it talks about what the issues are. And then you can actually even be a maverick and choose an issue that is on the other party's side. And then you go in yeah. and you have yeah. to go and get um, fundraising. And the thing is, this sounds incredibly boring, but the kids love it because you have to go. You have to give a speech to get money. So depending on oh, which yeah. states you have and who has more money and who doesn't, then you go and you campaign, you get money, then you can uh, release like an attack ad or something along those lines. And <laughs> then you do polling and you're calculating the electoral college votes as it goes. Right. And you see this, the states go from either red to blue or blue to red or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, if you, can pour mo- it, if you can, yeah, right. You pour money into those with various things. And so you're, it's like, it becomes a math game at that particular point. So which <laughs> states do I need in order to get the, you know, the 270 yep. electoral votes and the kids really, really get into it. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's, I mean, for me, I love playing. Yeah. It yeah, yeah it, I do too. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I mean, it's, it does teach the kids about the electoral college and the yep. campaigning process. And it sounds to hear somebody describe it, it sounds just horribly, dreadfully boring, but it is such a fantastic game. Yeah, they uh, do a really, really good job. Yeah. So um, I'll probably have the kids uh, take a look at that once we get up to uh, election day. Yep. Give them extra credit if they're able to win the White House. <laughs> I, usually, I usually give them extra credit if um, they can beat my high score. Nice. Which, of course, they, there's been one or two nerds that have been able to do it and i'm kind of i'm totally fine i'm like hey you you got I'll, I'll i'll give you an a on something or whatever you know homework pass or something along those lines but it's just you, know, you get, a, get a little bit of a confrontational competition sort of thing like that and the kids will sometimes get some good buy-in so nice but yeah it's a, it's a fantastic game fantastic game a lot of the games on iCivics are just are really really good yeah they are all right so, and that's all I got to say about that. Well, we got we got to take a break here because I need a break, and uh, we'll go come back right after that. How's that sound? Sounds sure. good. All right, back with more right after this. Well, we're back here. No break. Oh boy. <laughs> and all I can say is that I have done everything I could to create the excitement about the fact that the History Bros podcast is going to get a plug in the very. Very prestigious New Hampton Tribune, my good buddy uh, Bob Fenske, and I wrote an article that's going to include not only the name of the uh, podcast, the History Bros podcast, but uh, obviously the the the, uh, the featured player um, here and the two other yokels as well. And uh, they just oh, they won't boy. jump on board. Oh, oh boy! Well, oh, I mean, boy. when you think about it, it's the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and the Northern Iowa. Daily Bugle. What do you call it? <laughs> the New Hampton Tribune. Thank you very much. Oh, New Hampton. Excuse me. New Hampton Fenske. Northern Iowa Daily Bugle. <laughs> <laughs> 
And this, <laughs> my friends, is why Bob Fenske, my good buddy who wrote the article, per- much prefers ha- uh, McCoys over Hatfields. Well, <laughs> you know, opinions vary. <laughs> as as my as my friend Dalton, the best cooler in the business, would say. <laughs> okay. Oh boy, you, you guys, you guys would know about that. It's Northern Iowa. Oh my God. No. Okay, it's I guess it's not important. So this week in his well, that's that's awesome though. That's you know yeah that uh, the yeah. Uh, so anyway, the, uh, that's the, really awesome. The readership that, that... <laughs> of the Northampton Northampton um, intelligence. The intelligence. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I think that's amazing. I think the that's good. I Northern... didn't realize you guys had a newspaper. Yet. No, oh, boy. <laughs> I'm a jerk. I'm a jerk. No, it's very. It's awesome. It is very. It's, it is awesome. It is awesome. Um, yes. So we're looking forward to. We should post a link to it on our um, on our. Um, uh, Do they have media, a? Our, I'm, it's going to sound so bad. Do they have? One? <laughs> Do they have a website? <laughs> I can't. Do they have a website to link? I'm I'm not being funny there. I'm asking legitimately. Yes. Okay, that's fine. Then we'll link it. <laughs> I realized when I said it, it was going to come across as backwards, and you know, I get it. I, I I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you know, I mean, what would you, I mean, how horrible would that have been? Hey, just give us a link. Well, I mean, they don't, they don't have a link. Really. <laughs> That's why I asked. I'm like, oh, well, this is going to well, sound I mean, really bad. Well, I mean, okay. To be fair, my hometown newspaper, not Durham, but uh, in, uh, well, I'll just say Lenore, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking for something. Uh, that I thought had been published in uh, an old, older Lenore paper. So I tried to do like a, a Google search for like an older um, uh, issue of mm-hmm. that, and I couldn't find anything. So I contacted them, and they literally said that I should probably come into Lenore and go to the library and check their microfiche. Oh boy! So yeah, so um. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, that's that's all right. We can try that. <laughs> is there? I don't have like a specific target date. So how long is this going to take me to 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 get it through? So yeah, so um, so as advanced as I like to think they are in Caldwell County, there's a little <laughs> bit of uh, uh, you know uh, room for improvement. But anyway, this week in history, yes. Uh, October 29th, 1618, British explorer Sir Walter Raleigh was executed in London for treason on orders from King James I. Of course, the capital of North Carolina, named after a person executed for treason, and the state of (laughs) North Carolina, named after a king who had been beheaded after a revolution. It's true. Abuse of power. So, uh, so welcome to North Carolina. <laughs> Enjoy the barbecue. <laughs> and no, in North Carolina, barbecue is not uh, a, a verb; it is a noun. Perfect. That's what I. That's what I figured. Well, a lot of people say, "Hey, you want to come over for barbecue?" Sure. Yeah, it's hot dogs. It's like that's not barbecue. No, that's not. No, that is not barbecue. No, no it's hot dogs. Not barbecue. No, no if you're if you're barbecuing, there's going to be smoke, and it's going to take a few hours. 
Well, you could be at the, you know, at a theater party and there'll be smoke. Sure. October 28th. So anyway. Yes, yes go ahead. <laughs> Speaking of barbecue, no. October 28th, 1846. Hey, hey, hey hold on, hold on. What? This is one of my favorite jokes. Ready? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Can please. I tell now? Okay. Sure. Yeah. Donner, Donner party? Donner party of seven? Donner party of... Hold on. Clarification. Donner party of five? Donner party of five. <laughs> <laughs> so, so stupid so bad so bad speaking of barbecue right. yeah, speaking of barbecue but you know when have we ever passed up on an opportunity no, for true. cannibalism jokes exactly. <laughs> hey uh, hey hey billy do you want some of mrs smith's stew <laughs> Oh, really? What's in it? Mm, well, funny you should say. It's a little bit of corn, a little bit of cabbage, maybe some oh, onion, a lot of Miss Smith. <laughs> so bad. Uh, it is. It is. The Donner Party departs Illinois, headed for California, on October 28th of 1846. The group totaled 90 persons, including immigrants, families, and businessmen, led by George and Jacob Donner. Tragedy stuck later as it became stranded in the snow in the Sierras, where famine and cannibalism took its toll. Dun, dun, dun. There were 48 survivors by the end of the journey in April <laughs> of 1847. Mm. <laughs> they totally run out of hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> totally run out of hot sauce. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, how is Jamestown Jerky coming along? Who was who was working on developing? I was just going to ask, is our second flavor Western Spicy? <laughs> Well, we've already talked about that there is the teriyaki, of course, the obligatory teriyaki. And then there's the Virginia barbecue, and now there's the... Um, Sierra Spicy. Sierra, Sierra spicy. spicy. Okay. That's where all the hot sauce went. If they'd only gone just a little bit farther, we could have had Baja. <laughs> Um, you know, there, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was from Milwaukee. We could do like mm. a mm. beer brew something. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. wow. Drunken oh. jerky. I don't know. Oh, I, boy. This is, I, I think they could. He, you could make a Dahmer tea, like a, a tea, and it's called test tea. <laughs> hey Brian, you should probably go now. Yes, please. Thank you. October twenty sixth of eighteen eighty one, uh, the shootout at the OK Corral in Tombstone, Arizona, occurred between the feuding Clanton and Earp families. Wyatt Earp, two of his brothers, and of course Doc Holliday, gunned down two Clantons and two others. You think they barbecued those guys up too? Probably not. Feuding families. Gosh, it's almost like we know somebody who had that happen in their family. Oh, man. I wish Brian was less violent in his heritage. <laughs> yes, that's it. So, uh, Dr. <laughs> Jonas Salk is born on October 28th, 1914. Uh, he's born in New York City. 
in 1952, oh wait, in 1952, he developed a vaccine for the dreaded childhood disease polio, um, also known as infantile paralysis. His vaccine reduced deaths from po- uh, polio in the U.S. by 95%. Did anybody of you, any one of you know, do, do any of you, buddy, do either of you know anybody that was affected by polio? Not to uh, my I knowledge. Do. I actually, I, I do. do. I do, too. I, do. I uh, did a show with one person in Wilmington years ago. God, I, I don't remember. Um, but she still, it has still affected her uh, the way that she walked. Mm. But yeah, she had polio. My great uncle had polio. And he was, I mean, I think he was able to walk at one point, um, but not perfectly, obviously. And for the longest time that I knew him, he uh, he used a scooter to get around and then had to hmm. use some, some crutches. Um, otherwise, if he was just walking. So, yeah. It, um, a nasty disease. I know the polio scare was a, a big deal. And uh, obviously, you know, uh, affected Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who had uh, special leg braces. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting, you know, when we talk about the divisiveness and, you know, and, and media and stuff like that, that the media would not publish photos of him in any sort of compromising right. manner. He would, you know, he was either sitting in a car or sitting in a chair or something along those lines. And there was never any attempts to kind of gotcha sort of um, uh, photos of him. So long gone are those days. Yeah. Mm. October 26, 1978. Moviegoers in Kansas City, Missouri attend the premiere of John Carpenter's low-budget horror film titled, appropriately enough for the season, Halloween. Those expecting a cheesy gore fest are instead treated with a masterful take on the genre and some of the best scares since Psycho. I have to say, I love, love me some John Carpenter. Yeah. And Halloween's probably one of my favorite movies. Not in a horror genre, just movies in general. Really? It's so good. What is wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, he that movie, I like that movie, but I kind of feel like Prince of Darkness was a lot more there was something I liked better about. I mean, cuz you had Friday the 13th and mm-hmm. um, you know, that kind of, so you had the 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 crazy mass killer thing that was, you know, and sure. but um if you ever see Prince of Darkness, that's but of course, uh of course my all-time favorite John Carpenter film would have to be Big Trouble. In Little China. Oh, well, of course. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, Kurt Russell, John Carpenter, that's at the, that's at the cheesiest, ridiculous best. <laughs> I love that movie. Love that movie. Yeah, that's pretty good. What? So did he do Friday the 13th as well? No. Oh, okay. All right. No. John Carpenter, you can tell a John Carpenter movie because he, I think he did all of his uh, 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 music for his films as well. Oh, I thought you were going to say he did uh, all of his own stunts. Uh, no, I don't think he was ever. I mean, but you had The Thing, mm-hmm. which was really, uh, I haven't seen that in years, but that was that was pretty traumatizing. <laughs> um, he, he, no, seriously, he had, I mean, he had a way of, I mean, making kind of low budget, but something about them being low budget made them almost like, more believable i don't know yeah, how to explain absolutely. it absolutely um, really good really good good stuff yep okay 
And finally, uh, October 25th of 1983, the small Caribbean island nation of Grenada has been embroiled in a political power struggle for months. And with the revolutionary prime minister now murdered, the island is invaded by more than 7,000 troops in the largest U.S. military engagement since Vietnam. The invading forces will claim victory within weeks. And why did we invade? You got me, man. Because uh, we found oil and they obviously needed some freedom. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, 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 did, I didn't know. I was wondering. So now I know. No, I, I honestly, I'm not, I'm not overly familiar with the. Um, it the, sounds uh, to me like the history bureaus need to do some research, probably find a special guest and maybe do an episode on Grenada. Do we though? Yes. I mean, no offense to the fine folks in Grenada, but really? Do we? Yeah, I think we do. It's misunderstood. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, then there it is. There was a lot of special forces action there. I know that much. That's that's like okay. the, all right. the Navy SEALs <laughs> and the Delta Force and all that stuff. So, well, there you go. We've got a little bit of this week in history wrapped up in it, or it for, wrapped up in this episode for you. It's a... Uh, Guys, we started the topic without, like, taking 15 minutes to talk about absolutely nothing in the first segment. Easy. Here it comes. Yeah. Now we're going <laughs> off the rails. Way to let the genie out of the bottle there. Hey, I, just, oh, no, no. I, I want to also point out in the last episode, Hatfield said, we're, you don't know this, but we're going to be flying this plane for another five minutes. And I landed it right then and there. Th- that's mm. true. I now we're it. making up for it. <laughs> <laughs> It's called Lost <laughs> Lost Time. And uh Sure. Yeah. All right, fine. So then we're gonna be done. Anybody got any jokes? Mm, no. <laughs> None that we can tell here, no. All right then. For the history bros, my name is Jason Rude. Over there is Brian Geldmacher, and we put up with Jason Hatfield. Have a good one, everybody. I'm kidding, we like Hatfield. <laughs> I'm kidding. We love our Hatfield. Still not landing the plane. This is what I'm talking about. See ya. That was whoa. whoa, That was that was called a touch and go, guys. That was called a touch and go. Deuces. Bang. 